Psalm 119. Okay. Go with me, girls. Go with me. I want you to be excited because I'm excited. I have hidden your word in my heart. I will meditate on your word. Your word give me, gives me wise advice. I determine to live by your word. Your word expands my understanding. My happiness is found in your word. I trust in your word. Your word is my only hope. I will walk in freedom because I've devoted myself to your word. I'm not ashamed of your word. I delight in your word. I honor and love your word. Your word comforts me. I reflect on who you are, therefore I obey your word. I am firmly anchored to your word. I thank you for your word. I believe in your word. I closely follow your word. Teach me your word. Your word is more valuable to me than millions in gold or silver. I put my hope in your word. Your word is my delight. Your word is trustworthy. Your eternal word stands firm in heaven. Your word gives me life. Your word makes me wiser than my enemies. Your word is my guide. How sweet your words taste to me. They're sweeter than honey. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I will not turn from your word. Your word is my treasure, my heart's delight. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. I love your word more than gold. Your word is wonderful. I pant with expectation, longing for your word. The very essence of your words is truth. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. Those who love your word have great peace and do not stumble. Let praise flow from my lips for you have taught me your word. Let my tongue sing about your word. Thank you, God, for your word. Yeah, we give you praise for your word. We thank you, God, that we can hang upon your every word. We thank you, God, that our hope is in your word. We thank you, God, that you sent your word. Thank you, God, that we would be women strong in your word. Thank you, God. I pray. Our praise goes up, your rain comes down. 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 
Psalm 119, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Let's read it this week. Psalm 119. Woo, you feel stronger already? Yeah. You may be seated. Well, a special welcome to you all. Welcome to our beautiful guest speaker, Pastor Esther Greenwood. It's fantastic to have you with us today. And Gracie also with her. It's lovely to have you with us today also. So we pray that you will be blessed and refreshed as you minister today. It's awesome. Wasn't that opening amazing? Thank you, team. Thank you, beautiful dancers. Yeah, gorgeous, stunning. Reckon we gotta have that one again. Okay, a couple of things before we before we move on. Did you do you like little gifts? Put my put my on. So I just want to let you know what they are. They're they're actually a gift that keeps on giving. I think it says something like that on your on your tissue. So they're purchased for you. Um, from, we purchased these from the Cotton On Foundation, and all of the proceeds of these gifts um, go towards, let me read it out, remote communities globally to fight poverty through development projects focused on empowering youth and providing a quality education. They predominantly work in southern Uganda, South Africa, Thailand and Australia. They're working um, with an, also with improving children's health care resources in regional towns, plus fighting youth homelessness in local communities. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So it's not just about a little gift for you, but it's also about a gift that keeps on giving. So enjoy it anyway. Today we have, so if you are here and you don't know too many people, you may even be here and you don't know anybody else, we've got some uh, Connect, beautiful Connect hosts for you today. They, uh, do you want to just stand up right now? Stand up, Connect host. They've got a little feather on their lanyard so that you can identify them. So yeah, have a look around. If you are wanting to meet someone new or whatever, then keep an eye out for these Connect hosts. They're going to be keeping their eye out for you today. Thank you, beautiful woman. That's fantastic. And I just want to give a special welcome to Kathy and friends from TR Mutu this morning. It's great, great to have, have you here. And uh, Carolyn, Carolyn's here somewhere. Carolyn Reith from Westside. And thank you, Carolyn and friends from Westside. I think Sunny and Elizabeth are also here somewhere from the Korean church in town. It's great to have you here. Awesome. Awesome, and Megan and Carolyn Bull and, and the rest of the clan with you from Tamaranui Church. It's great to have you here today. Jackie, Holly Cart and friends, it's great to have you here from Tiaraha. It's hard to see all your faces, yeah. Awesome, have I, oh, I had it when you start listing off people, then you go, oh, here, who have I forgotten? Who have I forgotten? <laughs> Welcome. It is amazing to have you here with us today. Who's from Hamilton? Woo! And now I do need to let you know about the loo sign, ladies. We get to use the men's loo today. Oh yeah, that's isn't that lovely? Just don't get a fright. I walked in there yesterday and I got a little bit of a fright because the, the urinals have the automatic little flushing thing going. And I got quite a fright. <laughs> So don't get too much of a fright there. 
Um, but there's a little sign on the on the loo door that uh, you can swing around. So one side has got um, ladies can enter or something like that. Like, for, available for ladies, it's got available for ladies. And then the other sign, if there are men in the building that need to go, then they can turn it around and say, men inside, don't enter. So I guess you'd probably just, whatever you do, open it slowly and holler. Woohoo! <laughs> Anyone in there? So, But otherwise, we've got plenty of loos available. The loos are out that way, straight out there, straight out there. Okay, and pamper option, I think there's some things going around on the screen. The pamper option is happening at lunchtime today. You can sign up for the pamper option. There's not many spaces, first in, first serve. If you've, if you've ha- been to the pamper option over the last few years, you might like to just give some other ladies a turn. Uh, you can sign up for that at morning tea. And also, Daughters of the King have got Pastor Esther with them today. I know you're all excited, 13 to 20-year-olds, 20-ish. Um, uh, you also get to text in your any questions for Esther. They have to be really good questions, don't they? <laughs> any questions, if she, time allowing, she will answer your questions. So you need to text that in. Is it up there? It's up there somewhere. Text it in by 1pm. By 1pm, okay? And also we've got baristas with us today. Make sure you say a big, great big thank you to the guys who are serving us. They're going to be here at morning tea and then at lunch also. Fantastic. We've got time to do about two giveaways. Did you see all our giveaways here? Ladies. So we're going to do, we're going to do two, only two, two only uh, giveaways. Then we'll do more, some more after morning tea. Very exciting. So all of your names are in the box. Okay. Okay. Krista Pockita, where is she? Bridget Grith- Griffiths, she's coming after lunch, I think. There's another one? Okay. Yeah, Brid- Bridget's coming in after, or she's coming at some stage, and she's going to help paint some nails too for ladies. So, so we'll do some more later. Yeah, we'll do some more later. You can just remain in expectation for more gifts later. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that's it for now. We're going to continue in our worship. Isn't that great? We get to do this. We get to do this. We get to glorify, magnify the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Isn't that great? As women together. Fantastic. So are you expectant? Are you ready to give to Him and to receive? Let our hearts be open. Thank you, God, for open hearts in this place today. Thank you, God, that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank Thank you, God, that you are for us, not against us. Thank you that you are with us always. Thank you for um, that we get to glorify you, and thank you for what you want to deposit into us today. Thank you, you, God. We glorify and worship you. Amen. Let's stand.
have noticed around um, this olive leaves. While I was preparing for today, I just said, Lord, what, what would you like? What would you like the atmosphere to be, what we can see? And he took me to olive trees. Being Italian, I love olives, so I was like, yeah. But he said to me, you know, when Jesus was in the garden, what trees were around? Olive trees. And what was Jesus doing in that garden? He was suffering, wasn't he? Could picture him on his knees. God, Father, please take this from me. opportunity to do the same because he's worthy he is worthy of our thanks he is worthy in the midst of beautiful trees he suffered he suffered for you he suffered for me he suffered for us we place you on the throne
what I felt God wanted to say to you today. He wants to encourage you not to stand behind your man, but to stand beside your man. And I couldn't sing a song, Stand By Your Man, but I won't. Um, God has much to do through you. Don't allow any natural bent to stop you from what He wants to do through you in the supernatural. There may be natural sides of you that would stand back don't allow those natural sides of you to uh, stop what he wants to do through you in the supernatural. Amen. Amen. 
And Esther, I've been praying for you. And my heart is always for our guest ministry um, to be so blessed and refreshed, even though you're coming and you're giving out to, to us, that you would be so blessed and refreshed, that you would be, you know, and, and that's got to be a supernatural thing. So, that, so that's my heart for you. And, and as I was praying for you, um, I got a picture. I'll, I'll just read what I, what I put down. Um, I, I see you as a powerful woman of God. And I feel to encourage you that even though you have many great women around you to look up to, to remember that your heavenly Father desires you to be you. He's fashioned you for a purpose. So be you because that's the strongest and most powerful way you are made to be. And the picture I saw was the king when he, he's so pleased when he sees Queen Esther walk in. He's so pleased. Oh my Lord, he is pleased. <laughs> but the, what, I, what I see is that our, our king, our king, and he is so pleased when he sees you. He sees you because he's fashioned you for a purpose. And so I want to say that we have invited you, Esther, to impart into us. And so I honour you as God has made you to be. I honour you today and, and honour you and, and the, all of the giftings upon your life. And I, I thank you for sharing that with us today. And um, I, I was just... I'd put word out there if anyone else had a word as well. But anyway, before um, you come, I want everybody to give a great big honouring hand. As if, yeah, let's honour her. Come on, would you praise him this morning? Would you give him a praise? Would you lift him up this morning? Would you release the praise from your mouth? He is worthy. He is God. He is healer. He's protector. He's provider. He is strong. He is mighty to save. He's mighty to deliver. Would you let a praise come from your spirit? If he's done anything in your life, would you lift him up? it's really important as the daughters of the King that we know how to praise. And praise is very different from hype because I don't have time for hype. No one's got energy for hype. All I have time for is to give Him the praise that He's worthy of. And it's really important. Why is it important? Because the Word of God says that we come into His presence with what? with praise. That's how we come into His presence. And we cannot, should not, have not been designed to live outside of His presence. But there is this thing called sin. There is this thing called humanity. But it, it doesn't stop us from coming face to face with the King. But we do need to know how to praise. Do need to know how to praise. I'm not letting you off the hook this morning. There's no men around. There's no one else to impress. 
Who cares about the person next to you? Jesus does, Jesus does. But right now for you, you need to know how to praise. You need to know how to say, God, I don't know what's going on, but I know you're good. God, I don't know the answer, but I know you're the answer. God, I don't know where I'm going, but I know you're guiding me. You're directing me. And God, I choose to praise you this morning. Can you give him a praise? We praise you, Lord. I went to the United States of America and uh, it was good times. And two years ago was my first time to be there and it was good fun. And I would introduce myself to people. I'd say, hello, my name is Esther. And they'd say, oh, Esther, Esther. And I said, no, Esther. And they were like, what? what? Esther. And then I, I, I'm like, my name is really easy. I'm like, like, you know, like the Queen in the Bible? And then they would say, oh, Esther. And I was like, what? Oh, okay. So I had to learn that if I was gonna be understood or if people were gonna say my name right in the United States, I would have to introduce myself with an American accent. So I would say, hello, my name is Esther. And I'm from New Zealand. They're like, oh, hey, Esther. Uh, and it's, it's just the American accent. But listen, we're speaking the same language. It's just a different accent. Yeah. And so heaven has a language, but heaven also has an accent. You see, sometimes we are praising with the right language, but wrong accent, right? Sometimes we're saying, I praise you God, but we have an accent of insecurity, but we have an accent of fear. But we have an accent of worry. And God's like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't quite understand that. Because I hear what you're saying, but it sounds like fear to me. And where the perfect love of God is, fear cannot be. So we need to know, come on, not just how to say the words, not just how to lift our hands, but to have an accent of praise. Otherwise it's not praise, it's glorified anxiety. Come on now. It's a glorified anxiety. Oh, I praise you, God. Oh, I think, I think, I think you're big enough to move, God. No, He is. And here's the thing. I like to praise loud, you know, probably has a little bit to do with the fact that I'm brown. You know, I just like to be loud. But praise doesn't have a volume either. Sometimes it's really important, right? The Word of God says, shout it to God with a voice of triumph. But sometimes praise is simply, oh God, I'm here. And I don't know what's going on, but I choose to trust You. But I choose to lift You up. Come on, if that's your praise that this morning, Oh, that's the password to His presence. Would you lift your hands this morning? Lord, we praise You. We praise You. We put our trust in You, Jesus. We don't put our trust in external circumstances, but we put our trust in You. You are God, You are King, You are sovereign, You are in control, and we love You. In Jesus' Name, everyone said, Everyone shout it! Yes, yes! Turn to the person next to you, go on. 
Look him in the eyes. Look him in the eyes. And you tell him, girl, you look good. And then the other pair, I want you to say, I know, I know. You don't have to tell me twice, but you can if you want to. Can we please give the band a round of applause, the team? How wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for serving this weekend. I suggest, men, you now put earplugs in because y'all don't want to hear this. Praise Jesus. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Esther Greenwood. And um, what, what would you like to know? Um, I'm married, much to my mother's delight. Um, it took a long time for that to happen, for my mother's watch anyway. Uh, so I got married when I was, how old was I, Grace? 29, I was 29, so I'm 30 now. I've only been married just over a year. So uh, <laughs> good times. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, uh, I've married uh, Benjamin Greenwood, and he is a, one of the youth uh, hub leaders um, in Equippers Church in Auckland, and that's where I'm from. That's where I've been going to church for the last 17 years. So I was 14 years old when I walked into the house of God, and I said to, to God, I, I don't know if you're real, um, but if you are real, what I need you to do is prove it. And so I made this deal with God. Um, and as a 14-year-old, like, I don't know theology. You know, teenagers don't care about theology. They want to know if God is real. And so I stood there and I said, okay, God, if you're real, I'm going to make a deal with you. From this moment, you know, can you make deals with God? Legit, I don't know. But, you know, I was 14. So as a 14-year-old, I said, I'm going to make a deal with you, Jesus. In this moment, I'm going to give you my whole life, like my whole life. I'm going to give this Christian thing a go. And I said that because I'd been going to church all my life. But going to church doesn't make you a Christian, right? Any more than going to McDonald's makes you a cheeseburger. It just doesn't work like that. <laughs> it, going to church all your life means that you're really good at turning up to one place regularly and consistently. And going to church certainly helps. And going to church is certainly one of the things that, that our God says, you got to do it. you got to come to the house of God. And so I said, God, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to go to youth group. And I would turn up to youth group, no friends. I was that kid sitting by herself, you know, hanging out with the youth leaders. Because <laughs> all of the other teenagers were way too scary. I was like, I don't want to talk to any of you. And, uh, and, and that's what I said to God. I said, I give you my whole life. I'll turn up. I'll be there. I'll read your word. I'll believe everything. I'll, 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 I'll put my feet on faith. I'll go for it. But I said to God, the minute that you let me down, the minute that you hurt me, the minute that you leave me like my dad left me, shatter me, the minute that you uh, don't come through, then I will know. I will know you're not real. And I will be able to walk away from you and from the church and from everything else. That was 17 years ago. And uh, look, I don't know if you can make deals with God, but I know he's made good on his end of our deal. And so that's, that's why I'm still standing here. I'm not standing here because of any sort of religion. I'm also not standing here because public speaking is my favorite thing. It's not. Uh, when I was in high school for, you know, English speeches, my jaw would lock and would not be able to move because I would get so nervous. So this, every time I stand up, is a 
big miracle for me that I can just do what I do. And so I, I know God is real and I know that God is faithful and I know that God walks with those who choose to walk with him. And so that's a little bit about me. Um, I love Jesus, great. Uh, this morning I have a word for you and I have been told, is that the time? Is it 10.39? It's, it's two minutes fast. And morning tea's at 11. All right, ladies, we got some work to do because 11 o'clock is morning tea and I am hungry. Okay, so you got to lock in your spirit this morning. We got, this is going to be a miracle if this works because I can't do anything in 20 minutes. <laughs> Praise Him. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews and chapter 4. I'm going to set you up this morning for the next session, okay? This is going to, oh, this is going to be a great setup, ladies. I'm reading from the NLT version, but someone say access. Okay, now everyone say access. You guys are like someone. She said someone. Am I someone? You are someone. Say access. Very good. This morning, I just quickly want to talk to you about something called access. I'm a little bit of a geek, uh, and so I looked up, and I often look up the dictionary meaning of words, because I think often we say things, and we don't actually know what they mean, or they lose their meaning as we use these words often. The word access means this, the ability, the right, the permission to approach, to enter, to speak with, to use, to have admittance to. To access is to to make contact with, to access is to be able to reach. You see, the difference between being hungry and being full is not food. The difference between being hungry and being full is taking food and eating it. And it's, you guys might be like, well, no kidding. But I think, how many times do we know we actually have access to breakthrough? We have access to freedom. We've got access to blessing. And it's right in front of us. And we're like, oh man, I wish I could just have that breakthrough, Jesus. And Jesus is like, pretty sure that's what I did for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. Pretty sure, honey. And we're like, oh Jesus, the breakthrough. And he's like, I gave you the key. You have access. But honey, you got to take the key. You actually got to put it in the door. And un you, you want him to do everything for you? Come on, that's not who we are. Right? I mean, sometimes, you know, church women's things. We are princesses of God. And I think that's wonderful. But my name is Queen Esther. <laughs> and my Bible says that He is the King of Kings. So that means if I want Him to be my King, there is a certain level of royalty that I need to stand up in because He's not the King of fools. He's not the King of laziness. He's not the King of insecurity. He's the King of Kings. So when I step into a level of royalty, that's when He becomes my King. Okay, cool. Access. 
Many times we have a table spread of blessing and breakthrough, but often we don't know how to just access it, how to just put our hands on it. And this morning, I want to talk about very quickly what it is to access, access, access something. And then next session, I'm going to teach you how to possess it, okay? We're going to access it, and then next session, we're going to possess it. We're going to occupy it. All right, so Hebrews 14 and verse 4, you guys know this. So then, the Word of God is so good. Since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly. Someone say, hold firmly. Hold firmly. Come on, hold firmly. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. So as I said, I'm a wee bit of a geek. And so what I have done and what I often do when I read the Word of God, because it wasn't written in English, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. And often the English language can be limiting. And therefore, if I just read it in English, sometimes it limits my understanding of what God actually wanted to say to us. So what I've done is I've done a little bit of study for you. Don't worry, you don't have to do it yourself. I did it for you this session. So in that, in that scripture, let us hold hold firmly, the Greek word for those two words, hold firmly, is the word krateo. Oh, did my research, clever girl. I actually practiced that for you. You're welcome. That's the only Greek word that was the easiest one I'm actually going to say. The rest you'll just have to trust me on. It says hold firmly. Do you know that, that, that Greek word, the meaning of holding firm, it actually means to become master of, to be ruler over, to get possession of and have dominion in. Now, this is really important because we think hold firmly is this. And that's what some of your Christianity looks like. looks like you should be on the loo. (laughs) Our Christianity is just, I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard to be a good Christian and be cute at the same time. I'm trying really hard to fulfill all of these roles and to do everything that the Bible tells me to do. But that's not what hold firmly looks like. Hold firmly, it says, is to become master over Over what? Hold firmly to what we believe. It says to become a master in some versions of our confession. So what is your confession? See, the thing is, sometimes we we, we say this, I am free, but we live like I am free. Sometimes we say, I am healed, but we live like, I am healed. Maybe. Sometimes. And I love that the scripture directs us to hold firmly. Come on, let's be a master of that confession. Why don't we be, what would happen if for the rest of the year, we just enrolled in the school of the Holy Spirit? What if we did that and we just said, God, this year, I just want to pick one thing, one thing, one thing, not the jack of all trades and master of none, right? I'm just going to pick one thing. For example, the love of God. I'm going to pick your love, God, and I'm going to become a master of my confession that you love me. 
and I am gonna study it and I'm gonna go through the Word of God and I'm gonna begin to understand how powerful your love is and I'm gonna begin to know how patient and how kind your love is. But although it is patient and it is kind, it does not rejoice in iniquity, right? It is patient and it is kind, but it will, re- it will not rejoice in iniquity. So that means wherever there is iniquity, wherever there is failing in me, not because of fear, but because of your love, God, I'm gonna bring this to you and we're gonna deal with it. God, you and I, God, you and this community that I'm a part of, simply because I am now holding firmly. That's how you hold firm. That's how you hold firm to what you believe. You know what the Word of God says when He talks about, I love you, daughter. You know what the Word of God says when He says you are saved. We, we, come on, we gotta know. This is access. We have to know what it is to hold firmly, to become a master of our confession. Come on, what are you, uh, can I just say this? We already are masters of our own confession. You're like, how do I do that? You do it already. Some of us are masters of the takes me an hour to get ready in the morning confession. Some of us are masters of the I need a coffee before nine o'clock, otherwise the Hulk is going to come out. Right? Some of us are masters of that confession. We will rearrange our world to get a coffee in the morning. That's being a master of our confession. What if we would master the confession of God first and foremost, you are my first love? What if we rearranged our world just to spend time with Him? That's being a master of your confession. That's being a master of the confession of what we believe. God, you are all that I need. And everything else, it doesn't matter. Look, I'm not saying turn up to work an hour late so you can have your devotion time with Jesus. I'm saying wake up an hour earlier and be a master of, your, of what you believe. If it's what you believe, if it's what you wanna believe in Jesus' name, we gotta have mastery over that confession. Is it? Is it really good? Is this, is this at all helpful? I hope so. Okay, good. Um, so we, we, we're going to move on. I'm not in Hebrews, but I have it in, in my book. It's good. Okay, so we're going to move on to verse 15. Have you got it in your Bibles? Verse 15 says, this high priest of ours, oh, praise him. Musos, can you come on up? Or um, the, the, the spiritual, you know, like spiritual music. I don't know who does that. There's the keyboards or the guitars. Yeah, you're the spirit fingers. Okay, good. Thanks, girl. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I lead our music team in the city and I'm just as terrible with them too. Okay. Um, Hebrews 14 and 4 and verse 15 says, This high priest of ours, oh, praise him, understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. We'll just have the musos up. Sing as you can chill. You can chill one time. Because you girls, yeah, girls, you chill for as long as you can. I used to read that verse and think, well, yeah, well, thanks, Jesus. Great encouragement. But you're kind of God. 
So a little bit different for you to face all of this testing and you not to sin, okay? Really, is that the standard that I, I, can't, I can't, I mean, I know I'm near perfect. Kidding, I'm kidding, I'm not serious. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, why? Because he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. So he understands our weakness. So that situation that you're currently walking through, that you haven't told anyone about yet, He knows why you haven't said anything. He understands why sometimes you freeze, why sometimes you shut people out. He understands. He understands why you're a little bit fearful to move forward and to break into something new. He understands that it is hard. He understands that you are hurt. He understands that you are angry. He understands that you're a little bit confused. He understands. This is not sympathy. He understands. He has walked through it. When reading this in Greek, I'll just read this out for you. This is written so that the perfect tense in Greek corresponds to the perfect in English and describes an action which is viewed as having been completed in the past once and for all and not needing to be repeated again. This means that Jesus achieved perfection so you don't have to. He did it once in the past and it does not ever need to be repeated again. It is written with the same kind of finality as the words that He spoke on the cross. It is done. It's done. It's done. The breakthrough. The family coming back your son or your daughter coming back to Christ, the relationship being restored, the forgiveness being released. You don't have to do things to make that happen. He has gone through all of that. He understands all that you have been through and He has faced it without any weakness, which means you're allowed to be. You're allowed to be weak. Because He is strong. You're allowed, you're allowed to say, I don't know what's going on. I cannot stand that sometimes as women, we walk around like we've got it all together. Please, I know you don't. How do I know? Because I don't have it all together. And I'm a pastor. <laughs> Sheesh. I do not have it together. Grace and I this morning, we did not have it together. We were stuck in traffic. We were in our pyjamas. We had to take turns, jump, jumping to the back seat, getting changed in the back seat. Grace, don't pass that car, they're gonna see me. The Grace is driving, pull over on the side of the road. Grace jumps in the back. No one's got it together. Y'all see us like we turned up like, like oh, she woke up like this. We did not. I'm like, you know, lipstick going everywhere in the car. 
Come on, we're allowed to not have it all together because Jesus has already done it all. We need to be able in order to gain access, we need to stop trying to earn it. We've got to stop trying to prove it. We just need to know we already have it. And lastly, Hebrews 4 and verse 16, just three verses this morning. So let us come boldly. Someone say boldly. Someone say boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Oh, I love the Scripture. So let us come boldly. Can I just demonstrate? Hey guys. This is not boldly. I don't know what that is. But sometimes that's what we think boldly is. That boldly is when we walk into the presence of God, head held high, strong. That's actually not what the Greek word means to come boldly into God's presence. The Greek word boldly, it actually means an all out spokenness. That's what it means. It means an unreservedness in speech. It means to pour forth. It means free and fearless confidence. It means cheerful courage. It means blessed assurance. To come boldly before His presence is to do exactly what we started with at the beginning of this session. To come boldly is to stand and say, God, I thank You. Oh man, I'm so unworthy to be here. But because of what you did on the cross, you made me worthy. You said I was worthy. So I will turn up, God. And I am here, God. And I'm turning up to my life. And I'm turning up to my challenges. And I'm turning up to my circumstance. I'm showing up, God. I'm coming with an all-out spokenness. I think sometimes the issue is that we've lost our voice. We've lost our voice. Someone told us that we should be quiet. Got lost on me. Someone told us that we should close our mouths. Someone told us it doesn't matter what you say or think, but that the Word of God would say this morning that we are to come boldly, that you are to open your mouth with an unreservedness in speech. And we are to say, God, I thank You. I thank You for the blessing. I thank You for Your favour. I thank You, God, that You've done it already. You know, one of the things that God said to me, especially in the Scripture, is this. Oh, Esther, You need to stop interviewing your blessing, right? We all do it. Oh, okay. Thank you, God, for financial blessing. All right, financial blessing, yeah. Thank you for turning up to this interview today. So uh, financial blessing, what would you do if you were to look at my bank account and my debt right now? Oh, okay, good answer, good answer. All right, financial blessing. What do you say about the poverty that's been in my life for many generations? Oh, all right, good, good. 
All right, financial blessing. Uh, how long do you plan to stay around for? Hmm, okay, good. I think we need to stop interviewing our blessing. Right? Oh, really, God? Will you really? At some point, honey, we got to stop interviewing God. <laughs> and with an unreservedness in our speech, we need to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you've done it once, done it once before, and you can do it again. Thank you, Jesus. Right now in this moment, I, th- I just sense that there is an anointing just to pray for families. And when I say families, I just, I just sense that there are perhaps uh, sons or daughters or ones, loved ones who are away uh, from God. But you have turned up today and your prayer has been, God, God, would you, would you bring them home to you? There's just an anointing now to just release, just breakthrough in their lives where all has seemed lost. If that's you, just in this moment, just where you're seated, would you just lift your hand? If that's one of the things that has been heavy on your heart this morning, today. Oh, my son, my daughter, my brother, my sister. If that's you, just lift your hands and we're gonna pray. Great, our hands are being lifted everywhere. Oh yeah, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. If you're sitting next to someone with your hand, with their hand raised, would you just put your hand on their shoulder perhaps or on their leg if that's a bit awkward? And we're just going to pray. Father, right now, we just release. We just release breakthrough in these situations. Right now, Father, we just declare that there would be a divine intervention, Father. Not a human intervention, but a divine intervention, God. A divine intervention that would interrupt their lives, interrupt the lives of those who are far away from You. And God, I thank You that You are are welcoming them back right now in this moment. We declare today, today, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of forgiveness. Today is the day where the the gap is bridged. Today is the day where there is forward movement. We declare where the plan of heaven was that today something would occur, God, that would turn their hearts back to You. We declare, God, You're going to do that today, today, today. So we release that heavenly breakthrough. We release that heavenly beckoning that says, come home, come home, come home. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name. Oh, turn their hearts, God. Turn their hearts again back to You. In Jesus' Name. For those of you who responded, I pray that you would you would respond now by faith and you would give them a call during morning tea. You'd flick them a text right now and you would say, hey, son, daughter, sister, brother, friend, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you right now in this moment. God loves you. Would you do that? Would you make contact with them? In Jesus' Name. Stand to your feet, ladies. Father, I thank You. I thank You that You are here I thank You that You are moving. I thank You that Your Spirit is unlocking things. And right now, God, we thank You that we have access. Come on, ladies, we've got access in Jesus' Name. So right now, if you think that things have been locked away from you, 
have been out of your reach right now, would you confess access? Would you confess boldly right now? Would you hold firm? Would you, right now, would you open your mouth and you say, thank you, God. Thank you for that blessing. Thank you, you've given me access. Thank you, God, that it is not far away, that I am closer than I think, that I am further than I thought. I thank you, God, that the release is coming. I thank you, God, that you are releasing something. And I declare that I do have access in the Name of Jesus. And right now, God, we stand together as Your daughters and we take authority over every lie of the enemy that would speak denial of those blessings. We take authority over it and we rebuke it in the Name of Jesus. And we break that lie of the enemy and we declare, God, that there would be a free flow, a flooding flow, God of access for all that You have for us in Jesus' Name. Amen. Can you say Amen? Can you give up? They have created a menu for you that is for all of those needs, okay? So they're...